Hey, this is Marcy Lebowitz from Follow the Threads, and I am here for another podcast on what does Venus have to do with our sense of fashion, creativity, and design. So Venus, besides being in the night sky, is an astrological planet associated with beauty, love, and pleasantry. So you can understand why in the Follow the Threads community, um, understanding about Venus is really important and a really big deal and really helpful. And I have with me Emily Riddout again, which is our third podcast together, because Emily is just full of mind-blowing information about literally like what's happening to us. She's an astrologer and a yoga specialist. I've worked with Emily extensively. And um, I think Emily has helped me understand myself better than anybody else on the planet, which is saying a lot because I'm also very, very unique. And um, Emily's approach is very warm, very clear. She's very calm and very fun about things. So that's you know why she's such a great fit for me. So today we're going to be talking about how the um, in our astrology charts, Venus, the astrological planet, it impacts us aesthetically. And, you know, this is very important to me as a fashion designer and a fashionista and a lover of beauty. The other thing I want to tell you about is my school of design, the free program just launched, which is really incredible for me. This is a compilation of probably 20, 25 years of work where I help people understand themselves, how they best function as individuals and human beings, and then how they can do this in designing fashion. So you don't need to be able to measure or um, follow patterns or so on machine or any of the things that usually stop us. I can't do any of them myself, so I certainly can't teach you how to do that, but I can teach you how to uncover and unearth and discover um, who you are. creatively, aesthetically, and really enjoy yourself in the process. So at the end, I will give more information to you guys about how you can find out about Emily and also my new free school of design. Hey, Emily, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Marcy? (laughs) Good, good. So because you're full of information about Venus, so let, let me go on the side for a second. I had no idea until I started working with Emily and listening very deeply to her that our aesthetic sense shows up in the astrological planet of Venus in our chart. Because usually when you see things in fashion in particular about um, astrology, right, they'll talk about your sun sign. But I just couldn't relate to that. I didn't understand what was missing, what was off. You see it, um, astrology now predictors in for clothing and makeup a lot. I think I've seen it in shoes too. But again, I was like, okay, like it's my personality, but there's got to be something more. And Emily is the one who talked to me about looking at people's Venus signs and not only the specific sign, but also the element um, and the house that it's in. We'll let Emily give us kind of an overview of all of that. So Emily, talk to us about how Venus is important to our happiness and creativity and self-expression. Sure. So Venus is the planet that rules beauty, 
It rules love, like the love that sort of the Hollywood movies have promised you, like Disney princesses and, you know, whatever, whatever you sort of romantically love. And, and it rules things that are just pleasant and beautiful to you. Um, Now, it's interesting because actually there's an esoteric truth in the astrology chart that all of the planets actually contain love. It's just that Venus is the one that feels the most like love at the surface level and, in fact, is love um, throughout all of it. So your Venus sign rules not only how how you want to be loved and how you want to love things and what sort of things you love, it's going to rule those things that are really attractive to you in terms of aesthetics because it rules beauty. And so when you're working with your Venus sign, you know, we tend to, we chop up the Zodiac into its 12 units, right? Your sign. And that's, that's the first step you would take is say, okay, well, you know, what is the sign? And probably for most listeners, that's where they'll stop. Um, if an astrologer happens to be listening to it, you know, there's 360 degrees. So what degree of what sign? And then also what what house or area of life are you most likely to want to express this beauty in? So if you have... Um, a Venus sign in a sign in a house or a sign of self-expression or of the body or of aesthetics and adornment, you might be more inclined to, um, to sort of making yourself beautiful and adorning yourself in a particular way. Right. So, you know, some, why do some people like, heavy metal music and a punk rocker look. And some people like um, the opera and, you know, a taffeta dress. And some people like the Miss America pageant and the aesthetics, um, you know, glorified in that. Some people like um, sort of a, a clean, you know, modernistic design and some people like ornate mansions and some people like cozy cottages, you know, that's, that's all elements of Venus being manifested in particular ways. And so not everyone's going to understand everybody else's Venus sign. So, um, you know, I, I studied music at one point and was a music Um, I taught at a music conservatory and there are different styles of music that, um, people make. And I have a a sort of intellectual appreciation for, let's say the complexities of really heavy metal music. Some of them are doing incredibly complex things, but would I want to just sit there and listen to it in my home when I'm trying to relax? Not for me. No, um, some people do. And so just understanding that your Venus will dictate what you like. And, and for anyone listening to this, I think we preach sort of in the spiritual com- community or in the sort of modernistic community, like acceptance and love of everything, right? Right but to also recognize that you have preferences. And when you have aesthetic preferences, 
that's okay. And that's actually essential to expressing and organizing your soul. Like, yes, you can accept your friends if they like something different than you and say, okay, you like that. I like this, but to know, like, you know, and it gets down to even just like, what's your taste? You know, do you want chocolate cake or apple pie or you don't like dessert at all? I don't know. Like, what do you want? What, what speaks to you? Okay. I love that phrase. What speaks to you? Um, I think that's what I'm writing it down because it's so good. I feel like, you know, especially in the world, the way it is now, you know, you've got, we're bombarded constantly, right? With social media and all of this. And so t- to be able to discern, even when you're on social media, right, is this, this is speaking to me or this doesn't speak to me and it's okay. Definitely. Um, one of the, the more esoteric understandings of Venus is um, in the tarot and Venus is associated with a card called the Empress and the Empress, you know, they're all on the surface. You look at the tarot cards and you're like, okay, it's these people, they're named these things. Um, But through, through the study and the understanding of the self referential nature that it has to astrology, um, you start to understand some of the hidden meanings and the meaning of the empress. And if you haven't seen the card, she's, she's a pregnant woman, usually reclining in nature with all of nature's abundance around her. And, um, you know, all of the men, the women, the animals and the tarot represent aspects of ourselves and our own innermost nature. And we get clued in because she's a woman here, Um, Many of the women in the major arcana represent, although not all, represent what is the subconscious activating principle in life. And so when you see this, and it's the pregnancy metaphor is beautiful, right? Because women who have become pregnant, or if you've known someone who has been pregnant, they're not consciously with their you know, higher faculties of their mind saying, okay, baby, you know, grow. (laughs) It just happens. You know, it's like the body heals a cut on your finger naturally. The, the pregnancy, like they're probably thinking like, okay, I'm going to take these vitamins and eat this food or whatever. Right. But they're not, they're not causing the baby to grow with their, with their upper levels of their brain their body, their subconscious brain, their subconsciousness is causing it to grow. And so Venus really shows us the ability to be receptive to beauty, to, it's really our creative aspect that says, you know what, I'd like to see this in the world. I'd like to experience this. I'd like to taste this. Even on some level, I'd like to create this. And the ability to sit back and to see it unfold naturally. And if you think about the sort of things you'd like to just receive in this life, some of that's the moon, which we've talked about before, but a lot of that is also Venus. You know, flowers just blossom. You don't 
you don't go outside. Some people prune their gardens, right? And it creates the container for it. But but the trees just naturally flower in springtime. And that's a reminder of, of the sort of Venus principle, um, which is which is the divine nature of beauty. Hmm. Lovely. So talk to us about how Venus shows up in our aesthetic references by the signs. This, I have to say before you go into it, this was so mind-blowing for me when I learned about this from Emily because, it again, it takes us away from the sun sign as what we you know are culturally seeing in advertising. And helps us go much, much deeper. And I can tell you how accurate this is because with my students in my school of design where I'm teaching them how to follow their own threads and be creative and create, you know, according to their own way, you can absolutely see (laughs) their Venus sign and how they're designing. doesn't matter what their sun sign is. It's absolutely accurate over and over again. Okay. So talk to us, Emily. Sure. So the Venus sign, you know, there are these 12 different zodiac signs and each of them contains a different potency and energy of the life force. So each of them represents a different avenue of manifestation. Um, None of them is like the end all be all because the truth is the end all be all is the fullness of life. Um, so each of us has a piece of the picture in our Venus sign and it will rule what you are most um, enamored with aesthetically. Mm-hmm. So, so, and it also will be affected. Like if there are nearby planets, like sometimes I see people with Mars conjunct Venus, that's going to change it too. Or the moon conjunct Venus, that will change it too. So planets will will come into play. But largely, if you just know what zodiac sign Venus was in when you were born, it's easy to look up on the internet. You can find it um, through an ephemeris or um, astrology software. You'll see the energetic attunement of what you find attractive or aesthetically pleasing. So this comes down to things like color, which of course have vibrations um, moving all the way up into sound. So there's actually musical associations and color associations with the planets and with the energetic potencies of that. We won't get into that too deeply because it can get complex, Um, But if you think about it just in terms of element and activity level, you can usually get a good view into what your Venus sign is. So we've talked about this before in the moon sign um, episode we did, but a fiery element is going to be attracted to more fiery, warm, transformative modalities. So let's say someone has a Venus, particularly like if you had Venus conjunct Mars or Aries, like there's the people who might like more of the heavy metal, um, more of the harsher lines, um, more of this like um, intense, you know, physically energetic maybe even agitating aesthetic that leads them to action. 
If you have Venus in Taurus, by con, um, by contrast, who Taurus is one of the signs where Venus is at home, um, you're going to like more comforting, earthy, traditionally beautiful, like flowers, springtime, comfort, like more of what people often assume it is. Versus Libra Venuses, which is also another sign that Venus rules. Those people are going to want, you know, the beauty that comes with partnership and pleasant interactions among people and, you know, the soft summer breezes with the delicious wine in the evening, right? That's more of a Libra Venus. Um, But there are others, right, that Venus doesn't rule. So Venus rules Taurus and Libra. But Venus can show up in, uh, let's say, Virgo for people. Virgo is an earth sign. It's mutable. There, you know, those might be the people who show their love or who are attracted things that are just well-ordered. You know, the people who just find it really beautiful when their kitchen is organized or um, when everything's color-coded. Like that could be a one interaction of a, of a Venus in Virgo. And so you have to sort of think about what is the energy of the sign and what would they find beautiful? Like how would beauty be expressed in a practical matter? That's going to be the earth signs, right? Um, Practical with ambition would be Capricorn. So you'll find them attracted to more like professional looking wear, um, Libra is also attracted to professional looking things, but they're looking more for the aesthetic that's pleasing to the most number of people as the sign of partnership. And Capricorn is looking for a sign that's aesthetically pleasing, um, in an assertion of power and of, of rising and of forward momentum on the earth plane. Um, Venus- mine. I'm, mine is in Sagittarius. Oh, yours is in Sagittarius. So Sagittarius yeah. is a mutable fire sign. So fire signs are going to want a more transformative, warm aspect of Venus. With the Sagittarius there, it's always looking for higher philosophy, higher aspects of transformation. Like how do you transform your worldview and your mind? And so a Sagittarius Venus um, it's going to be fun, right? Sagittarians, ultimately, if you're on the path of truth, you realize that you just can't contain all the truth of the universe in one brain, no matter how much you try, right? And so with that realization comes a degree of playfulness. Mm-hmm. So the Sagittarius Venus is going to need for things to be a bit fun <laughs> because they are, you know, on some level searching for truth. And so it's also going to be transformative and wanting to open up to new horizons. Um, And so a Sagittarius Venus um, might find higher philosophy really beautiful. Um, They might find playfulness very beautiful, Um, but particularly anything that's playful that expands boundaries. So you see it in the work you do. A lot of what you do is like festival wear. That's kind of like if you go to a festival, you're opening yourself up to playfulness and you're also expanding 
a horizon, right? Of like, what is possible for me, right? Day to day, what's possible for me is, you know, get up, eat, work, you know, maybe some local play, right? But but when you go to a festival or when you travel or when you break out of your normal routine, suddenly what's possible for you is a little bit out of the ordinary and can expand your ideas about who you are and how you self-express. And so it makes sense that um, a Sagittarian Venus would make clothing that helps people expand their horizons and break out of traditional concepts of like, what is fashion? What can I wear? What should I wear? Quote unquote, into like, what is possible? What would open up your concepts of yourself into a fuller expression of, of truth and of the beauty of the truth, if that makes sense? Well, totally, because that is completely how I perceive aesthetically. I mean, that's very accurate. And when I'm designing how I feel and the kinds of things I think about, and then the feedback that I get from people, you know, and the way my method of of teaching people to be creative and to tap in is to expand their horizons, break out of what is traditional and discover for themselves what is possible. I mean, that just summed me up to a T. It's amazing. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That worked well. So (laughs) Emily, talk to us about how Venus can show us or allow us to become aligned and follow our own threads. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, we live in a world and I don't want to overstate this. You, you have to live in the world, but you also have to recognize that the world is not always truthful. There's a degree of trickery in the world. And you see this depicted, you know, throughout history in all sorts of ways, in every culture and every, you know, truth seeking mechanism. You see people saying things like, you know, be in the world, but don't be deceived by the world. Um, and, and that is so key. And I think we live in a culture right now in the West um, in the modern era where there we, we preach things that on one level are really beautiful, like acceptance and love. Um, and I think that's, that's like so key and it's like next level high vibration stuff. Right. But on the earth plane where you live in your life, you also have preferences. And so on one level you accept all, you love all, you recognize love is all there is. And on another level, you have to do discrete actions and live your life. You know, you have to choose what shoes am I putting on today? What food am I going to eat? What home would I like to live in? Um, Of course, some of this is constrained by external circumstances, right? So you're doing the best with what you have. And when you're doing the best with what you have, you have discrete choices to make. And so Venus shows up as a way for you to say this, not that, right? Um, And it, it helps us see, you know, if we just sit back and allow things to happen, lots of things will come to us. But what is it that we want to have happen to us? It's that which we love. And so Mm. if you sit back into yourself and you think, you know, 
what are my preferences? What would be beautiful here? You know, so much, everybody always talks about that moment. Who was it? Who, who sculpted the David? It was like Michael Angelo. Or, Michelangelo. There we go. He, you know, and they're like, how did you make this perfect depiction of the human body? And he's like, oh, I just removed everything that wasn't this. Right. And mm. everyone's like, oh my gosh, so wise. Right. But, but that's really what, what it is, is he, he saw the beauty in the stone. Right. And we have, if you consider the whole manifest earth plane as being the stone and your life as being the David that you want to carve, you know, what is, what is the masterpiece of your life? Mm. You can start to see there's an element of choosing things and an element of choosing things by releasing what isn't that. Um, you know, that gets in a little bit to the love that's in the Saturn principle and the love that's in the Mars principle. So we don't have to get into that, but to know in some ways, Venus is your, your detector that says, you know, if you're just attracted for some reason to a place, right? A place in nature or a color, a certain color, or even, you you know, you have to be careful with other people because you don't want to say, oh, I'm attracted to this and now I, I must have it. Like it's not a possessive thing, right? But you might see people that you find particularly alluring, um, whether you know them or you just see them, you think, oh my gosh, you know, how beautiful, how attractive. And, you know, we know that there's science behind beauty, right? Like there's, we know we're attracted to certain things with certain forms, the Fibonacci sequence and whatever, but there's also something to be said, like lots of things have manifest beauty, um, but why are you attracted to a desert landscape rather than a seascape? Or what makes you want to um, look at this painting as opposed to this painting. Like, what is it that attracts you? What is it that lights you up? What is it that makes you feel love? You know, what is the love language you are expressing to yourself through the choices you make, through the things you'd like to surround yourself with? Um, and it really, I think as we, you know, you don't want to get stuck in your preferences ever, but you don't want to go to a place where you don't know your preferences either. And so using Venus to say um, and to appreciate at the same time on a meta level, all beauty and on a humanistic specific level, the beauty that speaks to you um, can just be so key to both understanding who you are in a specific personality level and who you are in an ethereal, higher consciousness plane. Um, and using this, it just, it can't be overstated. Um, using these tools can lead you on a path to transcending them and being able to use them, um, you know, beyond the constraints of fate or destiny. Beautiful. I think one of the things I love when you were talking about a while ago is how Venus can help you discern like what beauty means to you. 
so I think, you know, in our world, it's very easy to get lost, right? Because there's so many options for aesthetics, right? All over the place. There's what you grew up with, right? So there's a family aesthetic, there's cultural aesthetics, right? The community, there's all of these things. And, you know, when I started designing a couple of years ago, because it just happened to me and I didn't have any formal training, I went deeply into just what I thought was attractive, what I thought was beautiful, what lit me up. Those were the things that you were absolutely just talking about. And so if, you know, I feel like if you're in a place where you're trying to to just to determine your aesthetic, I'd actually recommend getting off of social media. This is actually what I did for probably a year and a half. I wasn't on it at all because every time I got on there and looked at something, I could feel it scattering me and kind of dragging me somewhere else than where I felt like I really wished I could go. So, I mean, if you can understand what your aesthetic is for your Venus sign, that could be an anchor point, right, Emily? Tell people it, figure it out. It definitely can. And um, if you get into the deeper meanings of the Zodiac too, which I think you just hinted at, but you with the Sagittarius Venus, Sagittarius looks for higher truth. So what is the key for you to finding higher truth is finding it through beauty, right? Finding it through the aesthetic principle. Um, and so understanding that, you know, astrology itself is self-referential, right? So through seeking what you love, you find deeper and more ultimate truths. Um, and so just and beauty, um, as they say, beauty is its own reason, right? You know, someone looks at a flower, you know, you're happy. You're just like, wow, that's great. You know, and you can get down into the nitty gritty and be like, well, the flowers are how they reproduce and the bees and whatever. But, but truthfully, like you look at a flower, you smell a flower, you're like, wow, this is great. (laughs) You know, you don't need someone to tell you to show up and tell you it's great. So your Venus sign can point you to those things, you know, that will make you feel great. That will, you know, for you, point you on these paths of deeper and deeper, more universal truths. Um, for me, I have Venus and Aquarius. When, when I find things that I really love, it points me to deeper truths about humanity and the relationship mm. we have with the mind and ways of looking at things innovatively and with new perspectives, you know? So, so there's, there's, um, there's an element there that not just points you to beauty, which is its own reason and to the principle, which can allow what is good to manifest in your life and to find the preferences that you have in this life. Um, but also to put you on a path um, really toward deeper levels of joy um, and toward, you know, what is the truth that your Venus is pointing you to? Um, what is the manifestation of reality that you're here to experience as beauty? Um, and, you know, the, 
the secrets, you know, of these things are like everything is spirit, right? And energy. But also this is not meant to be fully transcended into a spiritual realm. This is meant to be experienced and lived and brought down into the earth realm. So it's not that you're supposed to have this out of body, beautiful Venetian experience, but that you are supposed to understand on an ethereal level, what beauty you can create right here, right now, where you are with what you have. And, you know, everybody can do that no matter what circumstances you're in. Beautiful. Thank you. Anything else you want to tell us? That's, that's about it. I would just say that, you know, um, if people are listening to this, you know, you can look up your Venus sign. You can start now. You can start today. You can begin to see these deeper truths and you can begin to just take actions to engage with it. Um, so if, if people have questions about that, they can always reach out to me via my website, but um, you know, you can, you can do it. Emily, tell us about your website and what you've got coming out in November and everything going on. Sure. So my website is my name um, spelled E M I L Y R I D O U T Emily Ridout.com. And um, I, I send out a free weekly astro yoga forecast that gives you the upcoming weeks astrology and some things to think about as you're navigating it. Um, this is the first time um, in November that I will be releasing a new offering, um, which is a subscription model. So usually people work with me closely. They buy packages of astrology readings or single session astrology readings, tarot readings, astro yoga sessions. Um, but I'm, I, I also offer online yoga that deal, that moves through what's happening in astrology. It's called astro yoga. And so I was trying to find a way to allow people to show up for yoga, allow people to get their readings, allow people to get, um, customized guides for them. And so I'm, I'm starting a subscription model. It will be tiered. So you, there'll be a less expensive model, a middle model and a more expensive model, um, that will determine what you get. So the highest model will be like, I'm on retainer, send me questions anytime, you know, get a reading once a month or something, huge discounts and everything else. And the lower models will have customized guidance, um, some astrology readings probably included and, um, yoga. So, so if people are interested in working with me, I would point them, um, at least to my mailing list and then to, to that, which will be announced via my mailing list in November. So the thing I found in working with Emily, I did um, a package with her. I think it was the Cosmic Guidance or Cosmic Illumination Package, whatever it is. It's a really cool name. And I had multiple sessions with her. And what was I felt was so groundbreaking was I would describe to her something that I'm going through um, in this period of time. We all have tons of change. And it can be quite confusing because changes I find are coming very fast. 
for a lot of people, whether they like it or not. And I would be like, okay, this is what's happening now. She'd be like, right, it's right there in your chart. And this is probably how you're feeling and what you're experiencing. And that was very, very helpful. So to be able to bring me more present instead of trying to figure out what the heck I was going through. The other thing that has been extraordinarily helpful is I just had a birthday a couple days ago. And so we did what's called my progress chart. So us talking about what's coming and Emily was really good with me um, in helping me be very practical in preparing for some things that will be coming that I've always wanted, right? So it's um, kind of exciting and nerve wracking. And so her suggestion to me was, in order to help me feel calmer and more stable, was to think about what I wanted, right? To get it all laid out. So when that time in the astrology chart, when it starts to hit, I'm not so thrown. And I've never seen an astrologer help me like embody and get something so practical on the earth plane that I then could turn around with my staff and I'm like, okay, here's some timelines. Here are things we need to be preparing for and things to watch for with me when things start to really go. So Emily, I just know I love that. Oh, I'm so happy it was helpful for you. And yeah, I'm always reading your charts um, are delightful experiences. Hmm. Thank you. So Emily's website is www.emilyemilyridout.com. And then I want to talk to you about my new exciting, excitingness is I have just launched my new um, free program for my School of Design. The School of Design um, is really... The only thing I've ever seen, and that's why I I had to create something for myself, because everything that was out there that was either teaching about like the law of attraction and manifesting, it didn't work for me. Um, Things where people were teaching about how to calm and self-regulate, I found actually were very cognitive and weren't deeply soothing me or leading me into my inner guidance. So... Because I couldn't find what I needed externally, I just spent years and years sorting it out and figuring it out and am now giving, you know, offering this to people and going, oh my gosh, this actually works. It wasn't like it was just a one-off for me. And so the principle of the program is once you learn these basic methods, you then take those same methods that you're applied to designing and opening up yourself and transforming and then apply them to designing fashion. It, it's really, it's mind-blowing to watch my students do this. They're, they're incredible. I can tell you, it, this is for a very specific kind of person, somebody who's generally already tends to lean towards being very empathic and very intuitive. It's not for people who are, who are highly rational. <laughs> it's way too fluid, okay? And It's for people who are quite sensitive to, um, who want to contribute and do amazing things as themselves, right? And specifically in um, the world of fashion. So you can find that on the top of my homepage, there's a green bar that um, 
where you can sign up for the program. And this is at www.marcylebowitz.shop. And that's M-A-R-C-I-L-E-B-O-W-I-T-Z dot shop. And what you'll see on the top of my homepage in the green bar, it'll say Align Design Free Mini Email Course. And you just put your name in, and then over a two-week period of time, you're going to be getting all kinds of emails from me to help like stimulate and nourish you. So my email again is M-A-R-C-I-L-E-B-O-W-I-T-Z dot shop. All right. Thanks, Emily. Thank Wonderful. you. Mm-hmm. Bye.